Welcome, my friends, to the Power of You podcast. My name is Ashley Ta. I am a mother of three, an army wife, an entrepreneur, and my hopes with this podcast is to truly show you the power of you and to show you how magical you are in this very moment. I am so happy that you're here, and I cannot wait to dive into today's episode. So let's go. Hello, and welcome back to the Power of You podcast. Today, I am excited to share something a little bit different with you this time around, and that is my story. My journey so far since I got started with my weight loss back in 2014, and I know I've mentioned that a couple times in previous episodes about how I got started with my weight loss in 2014, but there are so many little pieces that I would love to share with you about my story and why I feel like our stories As much as we might feel ashamed of little pieces of our story or we might feel embarrassed, our story is so powerful in the fact that our stories can inspire, our stories can motivate, our stories can show others who are going through similar struggles and situations that you can overcome it, you can rise above it, and you will get through it. Yes, it's hard. Nothing is taking away from that. But there's just something about hearing from other people who have been through certain situations that you might be going through right now. And I feel like that's just very powerful. So if you know me, you know, just based off of my Instagram for the last 10 years that I have been through so many different seasons, so many chapters, so many different things that have made me the woman who I am today. And I truly feel like there is a lot of power in my own story. And while I would love to sit here and talk to you about that all day, everything that I've experienced in the last 10 years, I feel like this episode would probably be about five hours long. So I'm going to just cover some things right now that I want to share a little bit more about. And then in later episodes, I'll dive deeper into certain areas. But for now, I guess for the here and now, hello, (laughs) my name is Ashley Ta. I will be 33 years old next month, Team Leo. Hey, I am a mother of three. I have a 10-year-old daughter, a 7-year-old son, and a 2-year-old daughter. My husband is currently in the Army. He just graduated basic training a couple months ago, and now he is in training school. And we are actually getting ready to move here. Like, everything is happening so fast. But we will be moving in the next month, which is crazy because I feel like we haven't even started to slightly prepare for that, which if you know the military life, you know that it's not too uncommon for everything to just happen instantly. Um, But speaking of the Army, I was in the Army myself. I joined straight out of high school. So as soon as I graduated, my parents were like, hey, you can go to college. You can join the military. You got to get a job. And I'm like, I'm out. Like, I'm out of here. Super independent. I didn't want to stick around. I knew college wasn't for me because I hated high school. The only aspect of high school that I loved was the friends part. I just basically went to high school to see my friends, and my parents will tell you the same thing. But I hated school, and I was like, no, I'm just going to join the military. So I joined the Army, which is funny because I grew up an Air Force brat. My dad was in the Air Force, like he went, he was an officer in the Air Force. So I was like, hey, I'm joining the army. He's like, what do you mean join the Air Force? But I was like, no, the army's going to take me sooner. I'm out of here. I'll see you later. So peace out. I joined the army. I went through basic training at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. And then from there, I went to training school in Fort Jackson, South Carolina, where my husband is currently at right now, because we are doing the same job 
he's doing the same thing. So human resources, that's what I did. Um, so I did that. And honestly, I really enjoyed it. I felt like there are parts that sucked. <laughs> but I feel like that's pretty normal with any job that you do. There's always going to be pieces of it that you're like, I don't really care for this. But all in all, I really enjoyed my actual actual job in the army. Uh, but as soon as I graduated my training school, I went home to San Antonio. I went home for a few weeks. And then from there, I shipped off to my first duty station, which was Fort Eustis, Virginia. I've never really lived in a place that cold. I mean, I did while my dad was in the Air Force. Like we lived in Illinois for a little while, but I guess I just don't remember it being that cold. I'm a Texas girl through and through. So the weather alone was a huge adjustment adjustment for me. Um but let me just take a minute. Let me take a minute to declare a trigger warning. Because what I'm about to say next can trigger some things. And I don't, I don't want that for you. And I don't want it to come out of left field. I want you to be prepared. So please just continue to listen with caution and know that the next part might be a little bit hard to hear. So if you want to exit, here's your, here's your chance right now. But within a few months, I said months, of being at my first duty station, I was sexually assaulted by a guy that I worked with. He was an NCO, which means he was higher ranking. And it happened so fast. Um, But it was at a get together. It was not on post. We were not in uniform. And it was at a place where I thought I was safe. Because I was also around other people who I thought was going to have my back and who was going to look out for me. But that did not happen. Instead, That night ended up being the night that honestly changed my life in the worst way possible. So still to this day, I still really struggle with this. And mind you, it's been 12 years since this happened. I am currently just now working on my VA claim for compensation. And I've been out of the military for, like I said, a very long time. But this has been something that I have refused to do because I knew that it was going to bring up a lot of these feelings and emotions. And For such a long time, even now, just recently having to resurface a lot of the stuff that I've been dealing with and the feelings, I suffered with really bad anxiety. I have really bad depression. I've had really bad insomnia. I get nightmares where I'm reliving the situation over and over and over. And it's something that's been really hard for me to overcome. In fact, when I first started to date my husband, I told him like the very first night he stayed over at my house, I said, hey, listen, I need to tell you something. I told him, I don't want this to freak you out. But sometimes I get really bad nightmares that will wake me up and I'll be crying and I'll be sweating and I'll be freaking out because I don't know where I'm at. And it's something that no matter what I try to do, it just happens. I have zero control over it. So the fact that It's had so much control on my life and how I feel and sometimes even how I view myself. It's been something that I would not wish upon anybody. But I've also known that this is something that happens so commonly in our military. And for me, as a young 19-year-old in the military, my eyes felt completely opened to the fact that no matter what, I had to look out for myself because If I couldn't trust these men and women who were supposed to have my back and I was supposed to trust with my life, who was going to look out for me? I felt honestly so betrayed. I felt so hurt that somebody would do this to me. But 
I don't share this heavy stuff for sympathy. I don't share this part of my story so that you'll feel sorry for me. I share this because it's a very, very big part of my story and of my journey because I've had to work on myself a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I've been to therapy. I've been to counseling. I've had to do all of these things to help piece me back together because for so many years, I felt completely broken. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I wasn't deserving of love. I did not value myself as a person. I did not see myself as whole because I felt like in that moment of my life, I was robbed of so much. Like that moment of my life, so much was taken from me. And it's been really, really hard for me to grow beyond that. But the reason I share this because I have, and while yes, I still struggle and I still have things that I'm working on, but I have shown myself that I'm worthy of love and that I'm not broken and that I do deserve good things. And that just because somebody did something bad to me that forever changed my life, they don't deserve that power over me. Not anymore. Like they don't. And fast forwarding about six months later, I ended up deploying and I was overseas for a year and that was a trip (laughs) to say it kindly. Um, But that was something that I will never forget. And even that deployment alone had a significant impact on my mental health. But I'm honestly so glad that I was able to have that experience of deploying because not only was it an experience, I mean, it did suck. (laughs) I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. That whole year was very hard, probably the hardest year that I've ever put myself through. But it was something that I would have never been able to experience if I wasn't a part of the army. So it wasn't all bad. I, I, didn't, I didn't have like a full out, ex, like terrible experience with the army. But I feel like experiencing what I did within the first few months, like months of me actually being at my first duty station, definitely did alter the way I thought about being in the military because like I said, I was so hurt. I felt so betrayed and I felt so triggered all the time that it was gonna happen again, that it was really hard for me to let my guard down and really enjoy my time in the military. So fast forward a few more years, I ended up marrying my older two kids' dad just out of respect for him. I try not to talk about him or our time together too much because it just doesn't feel like it needs to be talked about. But like I said, just out of respect for him, we have no bad blood. I feel like people are always trying to like determine like what's going on. Like we have no bad blood. We co-parent very, very well and everything is okay between him and I. But I ended up leaving the army after I found out that I was pregnant with Kaylee and my ex-husband was picked up for recruiting duty, which was in California. And they did not have a duty station for me to work that was close to him. So since we were married and it was like a whole thing, I ended up just being honorably discharged because I was pregnant and that was a way for me to get out without completing my whole my whole um, four and a half years. So I got out a little bit early and followed him to California where both my kids were eventually born. Um, but my transition from soldier to civilian was so hard. And when I was doing my outprocessing, from the military, they were telling me, you know, like leaving the army is going to be a little bit challenging. And, you know, there's always some transition challenges when you're going from civilian or soldier to civilian. And I was like, no, I'll be fine. Like, it's not a big deal. But then I started to actually experience that. And 
not only was I in a new state, I had no family around, I had no friends, I was pregnant. I didn't know how to be a grown adult, a pregnant grown adult, and go out and make friends. So I felt sheltered. I felt scared to even just go try. So I never did. So my entire pregnancy was spent at home, our two-bedroom apartment, watching daytime television with our pug, eating ice cream, Oreos, cupcakes, all those things, and giving into every single pregnancy craving I had because all I had was time. All I had was time to just sit on my butt in a recliner and feed myself food for the baby, air quotes, the baby. But it was really comfort food for myself because I was so depressed and I was so sad and I felt so purposeless all the time. And I just sat there like my entire pregnancy and ate and not move, just sat there. So my first pregnancy was very hard. I did gain a lot of weight. I gained about 85 pounds my first pregnancy and coming out of that pregnancy, And thinking that I was magically just going to be this version of myself, like the version of me, like before I was pregnant, I was pretty delusional, but I realized pretty quickly that in order for me to actually live a healthy and happy life, I needed to take action into my own hands and I needed to stop waiting and I needed to stop wishing for better circumstances or better situations. And I needed to just start taking my health into my own hands. And I tried multiple times in 2013 after I had my daughter. I tried getting myself back on track. I tried losing the weight. But the thing that I was doing that I tell my clients now not to do is to go for the all or nothing approach where you have to give everything at once. And if you don't, you might as well not even try. I did that. I did that so many times to the point where I was frustrated. I was overwhelmed. I felt defeated. I felt like, why do I even bother? And I always quit. I quit and I went right back to my old ways. And I did this. It was a cycle. It was a vicious cycle where I would just do this to myself and I would say, we're getting back on track. Today's the day. And then all or nothing. And then I went and I would try and then I would fail and I would end up back at square one. I did this forever, it felt like. So fast forward to 2014. I was the new year new me person. (laughs) We all love to hate them. Um, But I was that January 1st person who committed to herself that, hey, like, let's just take it slow. Like, I'm going to actually dissect my game plan into smaller pieces so that it would feel obtainable, but it was also sustainable for me to continue to build upon. So 2014, I just started walking. That was it. I didn't do anything fancy. I had a Fitbit. I'd strap it on, put my daughter in her stroller. We would go for walks. My goal was 10,000 steps a day. That was just for me to have something to work towards as far as like a number goal. I just, I don't know what it was about the 10,000 step thing, but I was like every single day I'm going to get 10,000 steps because that meant me getting up and moving my body, which I really needed at the time to make a habit after making not moving my body for such a long time a habit. So I really needed to focus on building a new habit of we're going to get up, we're going to go outside, we're going to move our body. And that's exactly what I did. So over the course of the first six months of moving my body and then slowly integrating some lifting at home, it was honestly like three pound dumbbells. It was nothing intense. It was nothing extreme, but it was consistent. So over six months, I had lost 60 pounds. And that was at the moment that I really started to show myself like, okay, I can do hard things. And while it did take time, 
And while it took time to figure out what worked for me and to adjust my plan time and time again, and after allowing myself a lot of grace and allowing myself to be a beginner and allowing myself to start messy and allowing myself to start with what I have, things started to slowly fall into place for me where I was starting to feel a little bit more like myself again. And then, of course, what happens? What happens when you start to feel like yourself again? Plot twist. (laughs) In the later part of 2014, I found out that I was pregnant with my son, Caleb. And at first, I will admit, I was a little bit nervous because I had just lost 80 pounds. I was so scared to regain the weight because I just worked my butt off to get it off. And I was truly worried that after my experience with my first pregnancy, like how is my second pregnancy going to go? But I stayed very open-minded and I was just, I was very excited about the fact that I was pregnant again and that I was going to have a boy. But that whole pregnancy, I felt like I had this fear in the back of my head about like letting myself go or getting too complacent. And I I truly, I truly hate that for myself and I wish that I could go back and maybe experience that pregnancy a little bit different. But every time I went to the doctor, they had always told me like I was very healthy and the baby was healthy, but I only gained 27 pounds with that pregnancy because I was so fearful of eating off track and I was so fearful of giving in to my pregnancy cravings and I was so fearful that if I allowed myself to, air quotes, slip up, that I was going to put myself back into a situation that I did not ever want to put myself back in. But while there was a lot of mindset mindset stuff happening in that pregnancy, the pregnancy itself was actually very smooth for me. The labor was even better. It was by far the best experience for childbirth that I've had out of all three. The second one was just like easy peasy lemon squeezy. I had no complaints. The second time was much better than the first. And like I said, regardless of the mindset of being scared and not allowing myself to really feel the comfort of just enjoying the pregnancy as far as like the cravings and all of that stuff, I just honestly had no complaints over it. Um, I don't know. I don't know though. I'm feeling like maybe there should be a part two to this episode. Maybe I'll come back for a part two because I feel like this has already been so much. But I feel like I've never really been able to fully sit down and talk about my journey like this and not just like the weight loss but like the whole journey like everything that has impacted me deeply mentally and has been such a huge part of me growing and a lot of times I feel like people will come to my social media and not even my social media just social media in general and they'll see somebody They'll see somebody who's growing and who is changing and who is creating all of this awesome physical transformation, but not truly be able to see the actual inside transformation and to actually understand everything that they've grown through. Because for me, I've had to grow through so many things that mentally have brought me so down things that I never thought I was going to be able to live past. And I know there are things that we've all been through. I know that there have been things that happen in our life that have brought us down to just like the lowest point. And we have thought to ourselves, how am I going to live past this? Like, how am I going to get past this moment? How am I going to get past this situation? How am I going to continue to grow when I feel like I have nothing left to give? We've all been there. But it's part of our story and it's part of our journey and it's a part of our growth. And I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. And sometimes 
that reason might not be very clear. Even years down the road, that reason might not be very clear. But one thing that I know is that the things that have happened to me and the things that I've been able to overcome have shown me how strong I am and how powerful I am and that I can overcome the hard things. Even the hardest things that I felt like I never was gonna be able to overcome, that I could never pick myself up from, that I couldn't grow through. I have shown myself time and time again that I can, that I can grow through these things and that I can grow back 10 times stronger because of the things that I have been through. But again, that's why I decided to create this podcast and name it The Power of You because you do have so much power. Whether you see it right now or not, you hold so much power, my friend. And it took me a long time to realize that about myself. It took me a long time to realize that I am powerful and that I do hold so much power over myself and over my future and over what I'm doing right now at this very moment. I hold the key to everything. But it did take me a long time to realize that. And there are a lot of things that I've experienced and a lot of lessons that I've learned about myself over the last 12 15 years that I'm very happy to share and I'm very happy to talk about even the hard stuff. And I do believe that all of our stories hold power and there is something that we've been through, something that we've experienced that in talking about will help us heal, but will also help others who are maybe even experiencing that now. But I definitely feel like we're gonna do a part two because there is a lot of things that I wanna talk about Another thing that I experienced was dealing with alcohol. I'm currently seven years sober, (laughs) but that did not come easy. That came with a lot of challenges itself. And I feel like that could be another really awesome episode to get into. So I do feel like this was a really good way to kind of share a little bit more about the different areas of my own story and of my own journey that I haven't really been able to talk too much about in a longer setting, but I just want to say that if you ever want to talk, I am completely open to conversation over on my Instagram. You can go find me at the real Ashley Taw, no spaces, the real Ashley Taw. And I would love to continue conversations there with you. If you've heard anything that you would love to chat more about with personally with me, I would love to do that. Um, but thank you so much for taking time to listen to this podcast. I know it was a lot and there was a lot of heavy things that were talked about, but like I said, this is a part of my story and this is something that I feel holds a lot of power in my story because I've been able to grow through and overcome some really, really bad times in my life. And just know that if you're going through anything or you're experiencing anything right now that you feel like you cannot grow through, I'm here to tell you right here, right now, today that you can, but give yourself time and give yourself grace and give yourself understanding and don't be so hard on yourself to figure it out right now in this moment because growth takes time. So give yourself some grace, love yourself where you're at right now, no matter what season or chapter of your life you're in and I cannot wait to come back and share the rest of this with you. But until next time, take care of yourself inside and out and I will see you next time.